This is the Hillcrest Duo. I am your host, Metal John, at Metal John Radio. Along with me, as always, Mr. Brad Risto. I am at Outsider Brad on Twitter. Hello, all, and welcome. Uh, today is Saturday, April the 22nd. Happy 422, Brad. Happy 422 to you as well. Happy Earth Day, Metal. Oh, it is Earth Day. Yes, and you're wearing a wonderful green hat. Yes, and Captain Planet. Good, good He's show. a hero. Gonna take I think we're making a Captain Planet movie ever. I used to watch that show. I liked you it. make a Captain Planet movie. Why not? Anyways, uh, here on this episode of the Hillcrest Duo, we're going to talk uh, Iron Fist. Full spoilers. I finished it. Finally. We'll talk about it. Um, we'll also talk about some of the recent news going on in the world of uh, upcoming movies and Netflix shows and stuff. And then um, before we get to all that, though, Brad, this weekend in Chicago at McCormick Place is C2E2. which Comic is like an entertainment exposition. Yes, which is uh, uh, one of the two big shows in the Chicago area for comic and movies. Um, obviously, the other one being Wizard World, which is yes. uh, later in the summer. This one really forced Wizard World to finally step up their game because if you'd been going to Wizard World for the few years before this, they had gotten really, really kind of laid back and just said, whatever, come on out. Yeah, and they've got a pretty good lineup this weekend at C2B2, yes. and one thing that's Really cool is having Frank Miller and Stan Lee together. Yeah, um, doing. I that. almost bought you something there because I um, they had um uh, the RoboCop um uh, Frank Miller omnibus at one of the booths, and I think oh. it was even signed by Frank Miller. I think it was like sixty bucks. Wow! I yeah, almost you could bu- just bought it for me. I would have I would have taken that as a gift. I would have forced you to give me monies. Oh. Anyways, you went to uh, opening night uh, I, Friday night at C2E2. Well, so opening I, day, but I left right. around um. Three, because I got there right when they opened. Right, Walked so around, enjoyed myself. It's a really fun exposition. It has a lot of great vendors. The comic book publishers are there uh, now. As I said, Wizard World um, became bad a couple years ago when the comic book publishers pulled out. They're at this one. I think they've actually returned to Wizard World, though, too, because basically Wizard World, the problem with them is they didn't do regular panels and have people discussing the upcoming uh, projects. Now they do. I saw one yesterday on upcoming storylines for the X-Men because our buddy Cousin Stan is a huge X-Men fan, and we wanted to sit on that. It was interesting, not much uh, groundbreaking, but today's Saturday. Today's the day where all the big groundbreaking announcements are made in the panel rooms. Yeah, and, well, let me ask you a few questions about C2E2. First question, cosplays, anything good? You know, I saw some good ones, but I wasn't, I didn't really keep my eyes open. And the nothing best that part jumped about, out. Nothing that jumped out. And the thing about all comic book conventions, the best place to see the best cosplays isn't in the convention hall. It's out in the middle of just before you go in and by the entrance area. Pretty much you don't have to pay to see the best stuff. Yeah, you can just cosplay. go hang out by the entrance. I've done that at Wizard World d- before where yeah. I went to Wizard World, but I didn't go in. I just kind of hung out. In the main lobby, outside yes. the entrance, to look at all the cosplayers. And usually there's a lot of entertainment out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people just sit around and mingle. And you really don't have to fight through the crowds inside the convention, up and down all the aisles. So It's really fun people watching. I actually did that last year because uh, when they first open, they don't let you go through that like main gate at yeah. C2E2. You have to cycle around through the queue. 
But what was really fun was seeing all the people with the VIP passes thinking they could go in that way, and it's only for exhibitors, and just seeing some of them get completely aggro. Oh, you should videotape that. Oh, I was just, I sat there for like 30 minutes just watching them, like, this is really fun. I'm a horrible human being, oh, but I'm enjoying watching. watching go. I enjoy watching people get upset. Yeah, me too. And it's a lot. And it was a lot of the neck beards. N- n- sorry, I realize <laughs> we have a. I realize we have probably have a lot of people who listen, but sorry, guys. You, if you guys are gonna fit the stereotype, I'm gonna make fun of you. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I, so you said it on the X Men panel. Um, Mm-hmm. Any any other cool panels or uh, there were some panels celebrity obviously. encounters. Well, you um uh, A J Lee who wrote um uh, her book Crazy is My Superpower. She of course is married to former professional wrestler and probably former UFC fighter C M Punk. Okay. But um she had a panel. She did some stuff. Will Wheaton had a panel. Oh. And if I had uh hadn't been around uh, artist Sally, I probably would have gone to that. But no, a lot of just neat things going on. They know how to put on a convention. Expo does. Read Pop, who is the one that actually puts it together. They're the ones that also do the New York Comic Con. Yeah, I know. I saw what Vincent D'Onofrio was there all weekend. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. He th- would have been the one. I and he has a panel. I think he has a panel too. Yeah, he's got it today. There's a couple panels today. I was lo- I was looking at the schedule. I debated whether or not if I was going to go after our after we got done taping our podcast and uh, heading up there. But uh, decided I'll save the money, save the gas, and uh, save know, the parking. I'm gonna go do some volunteer work since it's Earth Day. <laughs> How about that? I think you're lying. I am actually gonna go volunteer. Oh, good for you! Yay! I'll tell you all about it after. We'll we'll talk about it next episode. We'll okay. tease next episode. I'll tell you what I volunteer. He's gonna go volunteer with the puppies. No. Um. So Iron Fist. Uh, full spoiler warning. Yes. So the a Netflix series. Um. It's, it's 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 been on for a few weeks now. I took my time watching it. Finally got caught up. Um, I metro train the other day. Um, the train in front of us hit somebody, so our train was stopped for two and a half hours. So I got the chance to catch up on a few episodes. Oof, that um, must have um, uh, burned your um, uh, bandwidth. Oh yeah. So, anyways, watched uh, watched watched it all. Completely caught up, uh, start to finish. Uh, so uh, a couple of thoughts. I mean, I've got a lot of thoughts. I've got positive thoughts. I got negative thoughts. A I've lot of people jokes. have negative thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that it, is the consensus for this series. Is that? I mean, but over, at best, overall, it's okay. Overall, I would say it, it was an okay series. Yeah. Um, you could watch it once and you know just see how things play out. And, and I suppose that's really the question: is is this just an okay series? But when you're comparing it to the rest of the Marvel Universe on Netflix, it just gets its butt kicked. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, the other shows are, when we talk about our podcast for Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Punisher, Both Daredevil. seasons of Daredevil. They're, they're all awesome. They have awesome moments. I can't remember a single time watching yeah. this series, not a single scene, not a single episode where I was like, whoa, that was badass. Right. The only notable thing that comes to my mind is um, the reveal in episode nine where it's revealed that um, uh, he's been working with another branch of the hand the whole time. Yes. That one was like, oh, wow, that's – wow. But I had my suspicions going into that that something wasn't right with Colleen and that there was more to like – you know, to the Meachums. The, I, I always figured there was just more to the story and things were going to open up. Like, mm-hmm. these and people I suppo- all who they said they were. Right. I kind of saw all that coming. That, um, that, and I suppose that's one of the problems is there were just way, 
way, way too many bad guys. Just overbooked and complicated because you had the the hand led by Madame Gao, you had the other branch of the hand, you had the Meachums, and just all these different bad guys going around. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I was to ask for one thing that I would have liked to have seen in here, um, I, I'm not saying see a lot of it, but see some of it, I would love to have seen a little bit of that 15 years. Yeah. When he was in the monastery. I wanted to see a little bit of what they taught him, like, even just like if he has a dream where it's a flashback of a conversation he had, you know, with, with somebody in there. It almost seemed like they just completely isolated that and caps capsized it around and they just they they kept it away from us the audience yeah we just know he was there for 15 years we know that they they made him the him iron away. fist and we, he, they, we know we we saw two things i think of him uh, in kun long we saw him after he became the iron fist after his friend finds him and then we saw him just standing at the pass and that's it yeah and then in the very two obviously really the very small. end you know you see the the dead monks and yeah you know so that that i would say i'm a little disappointed with um but I also, to be honest with you, like, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, the Iron Fist storyline, the type of character Danny Rand is. He's supposed to be a little more fun. I was going to say, this, he just kind of, like, gave me these Seth Rogen meets Chris Pratt kind of vibes. Where and that's what kind of what he should do, but he was too bland in doing it. Yeah, and I, I almost felt like he was, a, like, a, like trying to be star lord <laughs> he was you know? he just couldn't break through because he's supposed to be a little bit irreverent he's supposed to be the more witty side to luke cage because they're the heroes for hire which is a series that i do look forward to them doing yep so i was not i, I wasn't that happy I also like man i couldn't help but just roll my eyes every time people talk about the hand look with the hand oh so dangerous i'm like what is scary about the hand i'm like at least Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had the Foot Clan. You know, Foot Clan sounds more badass and more like a sinister organization than the Hand. And there are a lot of um, uh, narrative problems with this series. Obviously, in the first episode, it could have been uh, settled just by asking him a question that only young Danny Rand would know. And trying to pr prove that he is Danny Rand. He goes up to some random... Uh, Chinese girl and start speaking Mandarin. I'm getting a lot of these from BuzzFeed.com, by the way. Um, uh, the great writer Ryan Broderick. Um, uh, you should probably definitely follow him on Twitter. I believe his handle is Ryan Hates Everything. <laughs> but he's just—it's just got so many questions. And I'm gonna while we're discussing, I will try and bring some of them up right now. But what are some of your um, uh, nitpicks or? Just downright problems. You well, have. I, I mean, my biggest nitpick is just Danny Rand. I just didn't think he was that great of a character. Um, I thought Colleen was a great character. She had complexity and depth. I will. Yeah, give I mean, and you know, her character seemed to have some sort of purpose. However, though, if you want to nitpick something with her, and this is a uh, an issue I had or a suspicion I had, because first of all, she's not just going to just at Broderick Darn. I was wrong. No, uh, uh, she's not going to just. His Instagram is bail him out of the mental hospital after one visit. Yes. Like she's, she doesn't seem like she's that type of person. So that's why I'd like, all right, I'm suspicious with her. Cause she's, she's staying in touch with Danny, even though she really has no reason to. Right. And so the, I knew um, there was something more with her character. Um, 
Harold Meacham, though, um, we kind of get that little bombshell of, I mean, we know he faked his death. Mm-hmm. Um, because Both of hand- the male Meachams are, like I said, the Meacham family drama is one of the kind of the problems with this series is it got a little too convoluted. Yeah, Especially I mean, at first you're end. thinking, okay, so Harold's faked his own death. He's kind of living in this, like, weird um, mansion, but he's always wearing a suit, which I never understood that. Like, yes. if you're under house arrest and you can't leave, are you really going to wear a suit every single day? Uh, maybe me. a tracksuit. I'm, I'm sitting around in my, like, maybe a slippers and, like, maybe some lounge pants. Tracksuit, gym, gym um, uh, yeah, you know, sweatpants. Like, I'm not going to wear a three-piece suit, like, just watching TV monitors all day, spying on people. But like, you would be spying on people all day. Oh, I would, definitely. Um, but then we find out that he's immoral. Ostensibly. Until he isn't. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Ward Meacham, who seemed like a very, like, what, grounded, white-collar, like, he seemed run, like run the, the business. And he seemed like he was going to be the sleazy bad guy. Yeah, but he really wasn't a... Sleazy corp... You, you're, like, thinking... He's, he's a junkie. A sle- you find out he's a junkie. Yeah. He's, like, poppy, he's a pill popper. Um, hey, and then I, Madame Gao, who everybody's scared of her, this little well, fragile saw, lady. Well, you saw what she did to Danny. Just boom, fl- flies into the wall, and then she never does it again. Yeah, but I, I just like at first I'm thinking I'm like, why is everybody so scared of her? Just kill her. <laughs> because she's Madame Gao, and obviously, um, everything that's going on with the hand is going to culminate in. The Defenders, which is coming up soon. Yeah, and then you get, uh, you know, three-quarters of the way through the series, we get introduced to Davos. Yes, his friend who really isn't his friend, as we find out in the... Okay, can we talk about the very, very last scene? Yes. Because I want to talk about how dumb that is. Why is Davos and want to kill him now? And more importantly, why does um, uh, the, the female ward, whose name is now escaping me now... Joy? Joy Ward, want to kill him. Now, she's been his friend and his confidant this entire time, from the part start of the end of season episode two to the very end. And now all of a sudden, you know what? I do want to kill him. Just because this mysterious stranger said we need to kill him. What the heck is up with that? A uh, couple of Easter eggs. Uh, speaking of joy... Did you catch the scene where Joy, I believe she's talking to um, Ward, mm-hmm. and she says, oh, I hired a, PA, a PI. And, uh, yeah, alias I, investigations. Yeah, I hired a, a PI and uh, was worth every penny when sober. <laughs> Who do you think that PI is? Oh, uh, that would be Jessica Jones of Alias Investigations, who is a bit of a hard drinker. That's true. Um also, Karen Page, his name is mentioned. Yep. Uh, as as uh, a reporter. Yep. And we know from the Daredevil series that Karen Page left uh, Nelson, and Mur- Nelson and Murdoch. Well, to- Nelson and Murdoch don't exist anymore. Yeah, as- well, she left them to go join the New York Bulletin. So yes. it puts her right in New York. Um, so that's pretty – that was a kind of a cool thing. Also, did you know – we'll talk about Rosario Dawson Clare, who has a pretty big role in this series, too. Yes, and that's another thing that Ryan – Luke Cage actually gave her the phone number for the dojo. Huh. If you think, if you look back on Luke Cage's series and, and he gives her a phone number for a dojo, well, that's – you connect it because she started training with Colleen. So wow. let's talk about Claire for a second because there's another problem I have with this show. 
these people are the worst kung fu fighters in the world. Like, if you are the hand, you should be, like, trained, like, assassins, and yet you're going to let Rosario Dawson walk into a room and easily beat you. Well, more importantly, um, uh, Colleen's dojo just finds street kids, trains them, and th- then sends them to join the, the hand as well. I think there's a there has to be a better way to find new recruits. And, and not to mention that these, these new these the people who are the hand, they should be like a threat to everybody except Danny because Danny's the only one who probably yes, has da- superior da- training. Danny than should them. be the only Rosario one. Rosario Dawson and Colleen do not have the training. Well, Colleen, you know she is a member of the hand and she's now the one the recruiter as we'll call her. So you could uh, say yeah she could beat up some of the lower members because she, she trained them all. So she's better than them. I can accept that. But Rosario Dawson being able to beat people up, no. Her character has not earned that. Claire has not earned that. And and they let her go. Like Remember when uh, Danny's like, I'm going to China to track down Gal. Colleen's like, I'm coming with you. And Rosario's like, I'm going too. First of all, like, really? why? You barely know these two people. I realize you kind of have this special um, hatred for the yeah. hand. Brad, if you were like, John, I'm going to China right now, I'm not going to say, Brad, I'm going too. Here's my credit card like for no reason. Especially a reason to go well, you, you know what? You somebody. You know, no. you might actually I, now, no, but not, not because but eight years ago. Somebody. But eight years ago, when we first met, <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. Yeah. Right now, you might and say, you know what? That could be fun. I've I'm known not, you for I'm eight years. I'm gonna help you stalk somebody. Sure. Eight, well, <laughs> my, I'm hoping that the eight years of history we've had with each other, you would. But when we first met each other, that's the equivalent of you saying, me starting um here, and then you meeting me, and I'm saying, well, I'm going to China to go stalk someone. I'm coming too. Me too. That's what it's the equivalent of. And don't worry, we, I have a plane, a jet, my own jet. And well, that might have actually said, "Oh, your own jet? I don't have to pay anything." I'm in. And they got visas. How did they get in? How did they get into China? I don't know. Excuse, you're asking too many questions. But yes. That's- also, too. Uh, speaking of visas and passports, uh, um, Danny's fake passport, the name on it, John Anderson. Ring a bell. Mr. Anderson? No. Peter Parker's neighbor from New Zealand. Ha. His name is John Anderson. Anyways. <sighs> Anyways. But, but um, yeah, there's a lot of problems with the series. And it really comes down. I mean, I still down... had some fun, like, kind of making fun of it a little mm-hmm. bit and shaking my head. Especially some of the acting. I mean, Danny, like, again, was pulling off just a really bad stoner. Like. When yes. he got angry, it wasn't believable. No, because he like, seems you too... You betrayed me! He's he like a little kid throwing ni- a fit. He seems too nice. And that's... and that it, he's a, that he's That is pretty much who he is. He's a nice guy in the comics, and it's hard to pull that off. Yeah. As an actor, to pull off that range, and he just couldn't nail it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I almost feel like this series might be done. Like, I know well, you're going to... I know you're going to put him into the Defenders... But are you really going to – do you think it's in Marvel's best interest to even continue with a season two of – Of um, Iron Fist, no. But if they do what I think they're going to do, which is Heroes for Hire and pair him up with Luke Cage, then we'll see how the two um, uh, mesh with each other in the Defenders if they can h- pull off that bromance. Yeah. I mean – That's and the, this, that's and the big thing. the problem that, that the Marvel Netflix series has is that you've hit home runs up to this point. Right. You're not going to – it's not going to last forever, you know? And Iron Fist was kind of like the, all right, now we're, now we're falling That's your off. bloop single. But, but then when you start bringing, you know, these other new seasons coming up, like 
Luke Cage season two, another season of Daredevil. Pun- I mean, all this and other Punisher stuff. Punisher coming up. I mean, they're going to be better, you know. Mm-hmm. But this one just wasn't the home run and the badass season show that and we've seen. I, there in the were other people. Series. One thing I will defend is people were um, knocking the fight scenes themselves. I had personally, I had no problem with the fight choreography. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was okay. It I, just, been, I didn't think it was mind blowing. I didn't think it was awesome or well, badass. Well, it wasn't a uh, couching tiger hidden dragon, but I thought it was pretty good on um, it and acceptable fight seats. I thought it was more practical, and I and I jived with it. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of liked uh, a couple of the scenes with uh, you know the hand executing people. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked seeing Danny taking on a lot of people and beating them up. I thought those were fun when people were underestimating him. I thought that was fun. First scene you see him in, he beats up two guards, well, a group of guards. I liked that. When he went through the gauntlet in Madame Gauss, I liked that. When he took out a bunch of the um, uh, the Yakuza, I liked that. My favorite fight scene was when Colleen was doing the uh, the, the fighting for, for money. Yes, that was fun, too. I, I thought those were great scenes. The cage fighting. Yeah. And you're locked Daughter in of the Dragon, cage. right? Was that her name? Daughter of the Something Dragon. Something like that. Yeah. But no, obviously, um, uh, everyone uh, is in pretty much agreement that this is the weakest Marvel series. I just don't think it's nearly as bad as every, even though I, we've spent around yeah, oh no, 20 I, minutes knocking it now. Yeah, we're just roasting it a little bit. I, I, I'm I don't think say, it's I'm nearly as bad as it. people. I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch it. If season two comes out next year, I'll watch it. I, I'll need to give it another try, but I saw people giving it scores of like 4.2, 3.0 out of 10. I'm like... Okay, it's when a lot of people bad. are comparing it to Luke Cage and Punisher, and you're expecting that that same that pedigree, gritty, yeah, that gritty, like badass, like violent, over the top, like you kind of want that, you know, right. in a good storyline, you know. And, and they really needed they happen. needed to refine the story. I'll definitely um uh, say that the story needed to be refined. They needed to not have as and many maybe you branches. needed more mystery. Maybe you needed to like like you pointed out about Joy. Also, she's turning her back on him. What if? There was hints dropped throughout the yes. season that maybe the whole time Joy was working against him and pretending to like him, and then that was like a big plot twist at the end. But instead, they didn't include that. Instead, all of a sudden, she's just against him. It just had weight left. Weight. Like if they would have just had right. added more mystery. You want more added? I'm like they probably should have refined it and not had so many branching paths. But what's been done is done. As uh, we're gonna close out here, but there's a. Um, obviously, we want to note Gotham coming back this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Nigma wearing the green suit. Supergirl coming back as well. Yep. As is the Flash, as they're all now sprinting towards their season finales. So we'll be getting back to those shows here on the podcast. And, uh, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy opens up in a few weeks. Yeah. And we I'm will be going to see I that. And we will be doing probably a full-blown spoiler podcast by shortly the way, after it. By the way, I did um, download the new um, Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's another one of those Telltale games, which is basically a choose-your-own-adventure book oh, in nice. video game fa- form. Music's good so far, and pretty I much... Saw, well, can, I saw the soundtrack list for yes. Guardians 2. And pretty much you can you play as Peter Quill, and you can make him to be as dickish as you like. Dickish. Dickish. I like that word. Dickish. It's a good word. Yeah, so, um, but getting back to the Marvel stuff, Punisher not going to feature uh, Claire. No. Rosario n- Dawson, so ostensibly night. Well, you know, he has, she has problems with him. Yeah. And then I just see I did see some news this morning. Apparently they're doing four more Avatar movies. Are you a four fan of Avatar? More? Yeah, four which, more Avatar. Which movies. Avatar? Are we talking part, about part two is coming out in 2020. 
Part 3 is coming out 2021, and then Part 4 is coming out 2024. Well, at least they're getting them out quicker. I, I just, I'm not a fan of it. I didn't like it. It was, a, it was visually stunning. Yeah, not even. Who are you? I am Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter. And, and I am, you are. I am Brad Resto at Outsider Brad on Twitter. This has been the Hillcrest Duo, taped live and in person on April the 22nd, 2017. We'll see you in one week.